0: It's colder, my eyes go thin as I get older, piece in pieces, bloody and bruised, I feel so helpless and confused, cause I hear screaming on the left, yelling on the right, I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life, I can't stop the wall. The Hello everyone. This is Patricia Negron for Evelyn Pringle's Focus on the Facts. I'll be filling in for her today to discuss the latest developments in the Jeffrey Epstein child sex trafficking case, as well as global uh, geopolitical developments. The most recent news is that Alan Dershowitz had a recent hearing in which he is being sued by one of the women who alleges that he was one of the men involved in sex trafficking her. And this, uh, this latest um, news is not getting any coverage, of course, by the mainstream media. And this is as the, those who have attempted to shut down this discussion about the child sex trafficking are working overtime to slow it down. Today, um, today I'll cover some of the, the more specifics um, which start with, you know, Democrats and left-wing organizations accepting money from Jeffrey Epstein. This was from 1990 until 2018, according to .org. after Epstein was released from a three, 13-month prison term. He resumed his donations almost exclusively to Democrats. A total of $184,276 was doted, donated to Democrats and left-wing organizations by Jeffrey Epstein, compared to just 18250 to Republicans and right-leaning groups during the same time. Epstein's long-standing relationship with the Clintons makes one skin crawl, The Guardian reported that in 2006, the year after Epstein was arrested following a complaint he sexually abused a 14-year-old teenager in Florida, Epstein donated $25,000 to the Clinton Foundation. Between 2001 and 2003, when Epstein's predations were no secret in certain elite circles, Fox News reported that Bill Clinton took at least 26 trips on Epstein's jet, dubbed the Lolita Express, 26 trips over the course of three years, which is about once every three weeks. It's also worth noting here that Jeffrey Epstein managed to sell the Lolita Express weeks before his planned arrest in New York this summer. This is the single most important piece of evidence in that case. That would have contained all of the DNA from these hundreds of wealthy and powerful individuals who were raping and sexually abusing these girls on that plane. The hottest topic in the Epstein scandal now is on Prince Andrew and his ties to Epstein and Maxwell, as well as the royal family, shown to go back many years with the Queen actually hosting parties for both Maxwell and Epstein, though she claims to have known nothing of the matter, of course. This is also a woman, Queen Elizabeth, who, spent, who, who bestowed numerous awards on known super predator Jeff, Jimmy Savile, who had been shown to victimize thousands of children when he was alive in the most gruesome sexual abuse that, in modern history. In 2015, Prince Andrew was named as part of a civil, civil case against Epstein. One of Epstein's accusers, Virginia Roberts Guffrey, said she was ordered to give the prince whatever he re- required. And then she would be grilled by Epstein and Maxwell about exactly what transpired between the two during these sexual, um, during the Prince Andrew's, Andrew's abuse of Robert. Roberts claimed that she was forced to have sex with the prince on three occasions, specifically. Once in London, where she is, there is a picture of Epstein, of um, Prince Andrew with Guffrey and um, Ghislaine Ma- Maxwell in the background. So there is direct corroboration of um, at least one of these uh, et- um, meetings. So there's the one in London, London, one in New York, and one during an orgy on Epstein's private island between 1999 and 2002, when Virginia Roberts was underage, according to the state's law. In addition to Prince Andrew, some of the famous people who Virginia claims Epstein forced her to have sex with include his attorney, Alan Dershowitz, former Senator and Disney Chairman George Mitchell. MIT professor Marvin Minsky, remember you may recall that Epstein directed numerous donations to the MIT Media Lab on behalf of Bill Gates and this was all done deliberately to disguise the source of those funds. High Capital founder Glenn D- Dubin is another Former New Mexico governor and presidential candidate Bill Richardson, which Bill Richardson, you may recall, is also um, the New Mexico is where Jeffrey Epstein's uh, ranch, where he had hoped to keep underage girls to give birth to his children in a eugenics program that he openly discussed with these people that are being named um, as those who who traveled in his circle. Hyatt Hotels magnate Tom Pritzker and model agent Jean-Luc Brunel, who is reported to have provided girls as young as 10 and 12 years old to Jeffrey Epstein for purposes of sexually assaulting them. On September 21st, the New York Post reported that if Prince Andrew's embarrassing ties to Epstein's sex slave weren't bad enough, British spymasters now worry that Russia may have obtained scandal-related compromise on the prince, incriminating evidence of the prince's alleged, alleged 2001 tryst with then 17-year-old Epstein slave Virginia Guffrey could be in Russian's hands. Russian hands, fears MI6, and the british intelligence service mind you all of this information had been provided during epstein's original court proceedings all of this information is known to officials yet they do nothing to put an end to it why because they're directly involved not only in the protection of all of this child sex trafficking by jeffrey epstein but they are participating in it themselves directly so why would they be afraid if Russia had it uh, when the facts are already known the agency's concerns center on the case of John Mark Dugan an ex-marine and former Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputy who now lives in Russia Dugan who moved to Moscow and sought asylum there in 2016 had worked for the sheriff's office in 2005, the same year it began an investigation into Epstein. Something important to remember too is that both Alan Dershowitz and Jeffrey Epstein were reported to have hired uh, Mossad agents to terrorize and threaten anyone investigating Epstein's child sex trafficking. they, They not only threaten the investigators themselves, which is what sought John Mark Dugan to seek asylum in Russia, but they were threatening the family members as well. This is Alan Dershowitz, the attorney for Jeffrey Epstein, and the man now making the rounds on you know across the media, claiming that he's the victim here now, almost twenty years after Andrew's alleged tryst, a security source quote unquote tells the times that MI6 is concerned Dugan may still have inside information concerning Epstein and Prince Andrew. They're not concerned about the, you know, child sex trafficking by these guys, only that it will get out to the public. I mean, this is disgusting. In July, Dugan claimed on Facebook that he does, in fact, still possess confidential documents that no one had seen. This is so this is not. The Russians that have control of this, this is a an American investigator who worked directly on this case and was threatened in the process of doing so. The Mail on Sunday also reports that U.S. authorities have begun sharing information with France's judicial police who will examine claims that three 12-year-old girls were abused after being flown from France to the U.S. as a birthday present. For Epstein by model agent Jean Luc Brunel. One of the things too that has come up recently about um, Epstein's relationships with the the wealthy and powerful is, in fact, that um, not only did Ghislaine Maxwell introduce Chelsea Clinton and her husband, but they also introduced Ivanka Trump to Jared Kushner. And apparently we're involved in the introduction of Melania Trump to Donald Trump at Ghislaine Maxwell's Gentleman Social Club, where the rich and powerful were introduced to these young, attractive women who were you know, operating under the auspices of being models and were used to uh, compromise these wealthy and powerful men. Apparently, Jeffrey Epstein, according to this, um, you know, Robert Dugan, the uh, investigator, Jeffrey Epstein knew so much about the Palm Beach Police Department as it investigated him back in 2005 that it appeared he may have had someone on the inside tipping him off. Um, He he somehow received advance warning of a search warrant that ex-police chief Michael Ryder told Dateline NBC. He said that the place had been cleaned up, noting that a computer that would have stored all of his Epstein's Palm Beach mansion's video surveillance had vanished prior to the um, search. All of the wires were left hanging there, Ryder said. A half year into the investigation, Epstein appeared to know about details of the probe that had never been made public. He said, we believe, Ryder said, we believe the content of our probable cause affidavit ended up with the defense attorneys because minute details nobody else knew that was in those documents were being refuted, he said. Dateline, The Dateline interview also included extensive interviews with Epstein sex slave accusers, most prominently Virginia Guffrey, that she was just 17 when Prince Andrew bought her vodka and sexually assaulted her then and there's another recent article from the new york post um which talks about you know prince andrew's embarrassing ties to jeffrey epstein which we just talked about you know and if those weren't bad enough um you know they're claiming now that uh, russia may have obtained this scandalous compromise on on Uh, Prince Andrew Um, so you know this this story I think the one thing that continues to get missed on all of this coverage and it's I I think it's one of the most important aspects um, that is the involvement the direct involvement of US and Israeli intelligence in these operations themselves, they, they, the CIA had reportedly wired the New York residents given to Epstein by Les Wexner for human-compromised operations by the time Epstein moved in. And Alexander Acosta, of course, has confirmed for us that, in fact, Epstein was... Uh, owned or you know belonged to intelligence um, in this latest New York Post article um, it talks about how the agency's concerns over the on the curious case of John Mark Dugan an ex-marine and former Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputy the one mentioned earlier who now lives in Russia Dugan moved to Moscow and sought asylum there in 2016 and worked for the sheriff's office in 2005, the year it began investigating Epstein. That, that was the location in which Epstein owned a Palm Beach mansion, which is the one mentioned in the case where so many of these girls were brought not only for grooming, but for um, sex trafficking by Epstein. Now, almost 20 years after Andrew's alleged tryst, um, the, the security source tells the Times that MI6 is concerned that Dugan may still have information, which he has said that he does still possess. Um, at least he did state that on his Facebook account in July. Dugan is also known to have had contact with Pavel Bordin, a senior Russian government official who is sometimes referred to as President Vladimir Putin's mentor, the Times said. Dugan quit the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office in 2009 after three years on road patrol and became a self-appointed corruption whistleblower. By 2012, he was running loose cannon websites accusing his former fellow sheriffs of corruption, fascism, and even child molestation. It didn't bother me until he said I raped my son, then Sheriff Rick Bradshaw complained of Dugan to the Palm Beach Post in 2012. With an FBI investigation looming, Dugan fled the US in 2016, catching a flight from Toronto to Moscow. There he claimed political asylum and billed himself as Bad Wolf, an exiled law enforcement whistleblower. In 2017, He was linked to an online story falsely accusing one of his longtime targets, Palm Beach's then chief deputy sheriff, of being a white supremacist who wanted to rape and kill a black man or a Jew. uh, Dugan denied involvement with the story to the Palm Beach Post at the time. His current website says he is appearing on Russian documentaries, working for disability charities, and selling self-branded Dugan steaks. Um, apparently the post attempts to reach him by phone and email were not successful. So, I mean, you know, you know, this guy was harassed if he was daring to, um, investigate these guys. And so, you know, I find, and retribution with, uh, investigations turned on whistleblowers is commonplace. I mean, you know, look at what's happening to, um, Julian Assange and Chelsea Manning and I mean only the whistleblowers and journalists go to jail Um, on September 25th the New York Post published a story about um, Dugan accusing the FBI of covering up Prince Andrew's role in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal Um, and Let's see. He said, I'm certain the FBI is involved in some kind of cover-up over Epstein, he told the Times of London. That could absolutely include Andrew's role, or it could be that senior FBI people visited the House and don't want to reveal that. Um, He claims to still have backup copies of the trove of of evidence related to Epstein, including scanned documents all of which were seized in an FBI raid. Quote, my copies of the files will never be released until, unless something untoward happens to me, because they are my guarantee of safety for me and my family in the U.S., Dugan said. The Times reported that MI6, the British Foreign Intelligence Service, um, fears that he may have leaked them to Russian authorities. But Dugin, now an IT consultant in Moscow, slammed that claim as ridiculous and said that he's never been approached by Rush- the Russians about Epstein. If MI6 has concerns about any ties between Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein, they got it from their Washington counterparts, not me, he said. So Dugin, um, let's see. So he ha- it looks like he-, he was granted asylum there, I mean, these are like the the, the um, Whitney Webb did this incredible series on Jeffrey Epstein. It's a four part series in which she goes through the history of these sexual blackmail operations being originated by uh, organized crime syndicates that later took over the CIA and the FBI through these very operations, and now those two agencies are operating as organized crime syndicates using children for sexual blackmail operations this is a matter of practice by the US's own federal law enforcement this has been confirmed again and again and again and this series by um, Whitney Webb does an incredible job of documenting that history Um. So let's see. I'm looking through just to see what else uh, Evelyn put together here. You know, again, it's like, you know, the question should not be around does Russia have access to this information? The question is, why the hell hasn't Prince Andrew been prosecuted for sexually assaulting an underage girl? And doing and and paying for it. This is sex trafficking. So you know the, all of these attempts um, by the the mainstream media that that are ostensibly to cover the case are really to distract from the fact that these wealthy and powerful people, including Bill Gates, as I mentioned, Jean Luc Brunel, um, Bill Clinton. Uh, Les Wexner, Bill Richardson, you know, all of these people are known to authorities already, yet none of them is being prosecuted. Ghislaine Maxwell is still walking free. She is a known co-conspirator. And and this uh, deal this that he struck, that Epstein struck with the Palm Beach um, prosecutor, gave immunity to all of them you know this and what kind of justice is that for the all of these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of girls who were abused and assaulted by these wealthy and powerful people it, it's disgusting the FBI claims to be searching for more of these victims but it appears only to be the 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 goal of which only seems to be to gather intel not to actually prosecute anyone although in france it looks like you know something may happen this is a global crisis this is pizzagate nexium you know is another one where we've seen these same people robert maxwell Ghislaine maxwell's father is directly was directly connected to um Is it Richard Bronsman, the Claire Bronsman's father? Claire Bronsman was just on trial this year after having been charged with child sex trafficking and human compromise operations. Though she walked away, like every one of these wealthy, powerful individuals, they never see justice. So claiming to have widened their investigation, the FBI claims that it hopes to question the billionaires' alleged trafficking victims in order to find out more about the prince's involvement, according to the Sunday Times. They already have it from Virginia Guthrie. That is enough to prosecute this guy. These supposed attempts to investigate are utterly fraudulent. The U.S. Department of Justice sources said the investigation is focusing on several potential victims in the hope that they can provide more details about Prince Andrew and his connection to the Epstein case. They are not going to dismiss it, um, claims relating to Andrew because he is royal. The interrogations will take place over the next two months and Scotland Yard stands ready to assist. Well, if they were really serious about it, they would have already brought charges they had this information for more than 10 years this is utterly fraudulent um it goes on further to say that the head of royal prosecution di davies said it was in the public interest for police to investigate the duke of york davies who headed prince andrew's protection in the late 1990s told the newspaper i would have thought it's in prince andrew's interest Clear this matter any residue or doubt or innuendo should be cleared up by a clear unequivocal structured investigation so already the decks are stacked with an insider leading a fake investigation that's already been done and revealed Prince Andrew's involvement in this sex trafficking operation a British police probe into allegations made against the Duke by Virginia Guffrey was dropped in 2015. Shock of all shockers. Jeffrey claimed she was forced to have sex with Andrew, Prince Andrew, when she was 17. He is now 59 and, and denies the sexual contact. Yet again, you know, you point to that one picture of him with his hand on her bare waist, holding her in a very intimate way. At Ghislaine Maxwell's, um, was it her Paris or London apartment, with Ghislaine Maxwell there in the background. This was supposedly the night he met her. Is that how Prince Andrew touches all teenagers that he's just met for the first time? But The allegation... Um, were struck from U.S. civil records in 2015 after a judge said claimed that they were immaterial and impertinent. But Guthrie's claims are not the only allegations against the royal being reviewed by the FBI, according to the Sunday Times. Around 100 sex trafficking um, victims are reportedly expected to be part of the FBI's investigation into Epstein, most of whom were aged between 14 and 15 when the offenses took place. And that's not even the youngest of them. There were girls who were, who were much younger than that. Um, you know, the Sun reported about Prince Andrew regularly visiting Jeffrey Epstein's Paris home. We have video of him in there as young girls were coming and going. I mean, his, his relationship with Epstein was clearly one that was inappropriately close for someone who supposedly had concerns or would be opposed to the sex trafficking of children. Um, So the $7 million, 7 million pound British pound property was rated on... When was this I'm not sure the date with officers finding a custom-made massage parlor where Epstein and his pals are said to have raped victims the caretaker of this Paris property has now sensationally revealed I saw Prince Andrew there and apparently is speaking openly about the the people who came and went from that residence. The key witness, who cannot be named for legal reasons, told the Sun, Prince Andrew stayed at that address a number of times, including when Epstein was not there. So, um, let's see. I'm scrolling through here some more just to um, pull out noteworthy development Um, this is Virginia Roberts is is a key witness she is one of the few who has been unrelenting with her determination to see justice here and um, she's prepared to testify against Prince Andrew in court um, that in this trafficking ring that included 12-year-old twin girls being recruited in paris the girls whose identities are being withheld are said to have been sent to the u.s for Epstein to have sex with while numerous other girls were attacked in paris the new whistleblower has been the caretaker of the avenue folk apartment since epstein bought it in the early 2000s um Supposedly, it's been searched top to bottom why Elaine Maxwell has not been arrested. I, you know, again, is just a big um, glaring hole in these claims of by these law enforcement officials that they want to see justice for these girls. So I will um, move on now to the uh, international um, topics, uh, the geopolitical stuff around the world, because again, you know, as Evelyn and I um, talk about whenever we do this show is that, you know, these sex trafficking and sexual blackmail operations are what is fueling all of the war and violence and poverty and misery around the world. The people who are behind these operations are using them to blackmail officials into implementing the agendas of these very wealthy, powerful um, manipulators behind the scenes. And this includes the most recent developments around Iran, Uh, you know, We discussed how the Houthis had a highly successful attack against the Saudi butchers in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has been committing genocide in Yemen for the past four years, five years, in an effort to install a puppet regime. The Houthis are the local militia that have been fighting them off, and they have Been diligently building their technology and have developed new drone systems that can travel as much as 1,500 kilometers, which would give them access to pretty much any target within Saudi Arabia. As the Saudis have continued the genocide in Yemen, the Houthis have warned that with each strike by Saudi Arabia in Yemen, the Houthis will respond with a strategic strike of their own. It's also really important to point out that every single strike that I am aware of carried out by Saudi Arabia in Yemen has been an illegal, illegitimate strike on civilian targets such as school buses, repeated missile strikes on maternity wards, fish markets, weddings, funerals, water treatment facilities. I am aware of not a single one of those targets being legitimate. They are all against civilians and they are all war crimes. In addition Nearly 100,000 babies have already been slaughtered or starved to death. The U.S. is helping to maintain an illegal blockade on Hodeida Port, which is the only manner in which 5 million more babies in the advanced stages of starvation could receive desperately needed humanitarian aid. As a result the Houthis are fighting back and targeting airports, oil refineries, and other strategic targets that will cripple the Saudis' efforts to commit genocide in Yemen. So the Houthis are attacking legitimate targets in Saudi Arabia in response to Saudi Arabia's aggression in Yemen. So Now, the U.S., after working very hard to pin this last strike on Iran, claiming that they were Iranian weapons, the rhetoric has escalated significantly. Meanwhile, the Houthis took direct responsibility. We know they have the technology capable of reaching those targets. And they gave specific information about how the operation was carried out. Iran has said that they were not involved. We have no reason to believe that Iran was involved. Although we are aware that Iran and Hezbollah from Lebanon have been advising the Houthis in their in the development of their self defense. So now, uh, in addition to causing real damage to Saudi Arabia's refineries. They have cut oil in half, now forcing Saudi Arabia to import oil to meet its own needs so it can sell the oil that it is still able to refine to its customers. So it is hemorrhaging cash. Also, a planned IPO of the Aramco assets is now being shelved that was expected to bring in hundreds of billions of dollars of financing to Saudi Arabia. So now they're not only faced with the cost of the damage done by this wildly successful Houthi strike, but now they are going to miss out on hundreds of billions of dollars in revenue that was no doubt, uh, earmarked for MBS's project or Vision 2030 program that he had planned to roll out. Not only that, this latest strike has demonstrated either the complete failure of the Patriot missile systems, of which there are 88 stations throughout Saudi Arabia and not one of which detected these drones and missiles sent into Saudi Arabia by Yemen. And either, and and some of these drones were traveling in Saudi airspace for as long as two hours. So by all appearances, This is a massive failure on the part of the U.S. military-industrial complex and shows its either abject failure, you know, across the globe as a legitimate military that can uh, undertake legitimate military operations or the U.S. military chose not to to intercept those drones and missiles from Yemen because they wanted to use this as a false flag ploy to get us to war with Iran. So far, that effort has failed. There's new um, footage coming out around the... um, Houthis showing the capture of several, a couple thousand, um, anywhere from, I've seen actually other reports where it's just a couple hundred. Uh, there's seems to be some real confusion about the timing of this and the dates. There's, um, appears to be propaganda being sent around designed to incite, um, public animus against Yemen. Um, there are claims by this, what is called the internationally recognized government of Yemen, which is a puppet regime that the Saudis are attempting to reinstall that was ousted in the elections of 2013 or 14. This false, illegitimate, uh, internationally recognized government is condemning the Houthis and, and Iran and furthering the narrative um, on behalf of the Western allied terrorists. So there's, um, you know, some real confusion, I think, in the uh, news cycle right now. But, but the way that this model works, thankfully, is that it gets vetted very quickly and people will, will figure out exactly what's going on. But it does appear that Yemen is making real progress in expelling um, the, the Saudi invasion. And this is this is all very positive, and they are doing it on their own merit. Remember, Lebanon, the Hezbollah in Lebanon, were able to defeat Israel. And um, they're even stronger now. So they are advising the Houthis and are in a great position to do that. Uh, effectively so um, this latest set of developments is um, encouraging in the sense that it shows the Houthis have real strength in defending themselves but again um, all of the rhetoric is signaling a false flag attack one of the things that we've seen is that the US has withdrawn its command center for the Mideast from the Mideast and relocated it in the U.S. in South Carolina, I believe. We have a national security director who is openly talking about nuclear war as a legitimate option. And um, we have the U.S. State Department poised to withdraw from the last, nuclear non-proliferation treaty to which the US is a part the US has withdrawn unilaterally from every single other one so far and they are signaling quite clearly they intend to do it with this last one in addition at the same time russia has also released information that shows the US has already violated that last agreement that it intends to abandon by sending prohibited missiles to Europe so um, you know this is this is uh, deeply disturbing and these are nuclear missiles that are being sent there we already know they have been deployed throughout Poland and other European nations These plans have been underway for years. General Petraeus, the uh, war criminal and um, profiteer, said two years, three years ago at a private conference that the U.S. would be going to war with China. And they seem very much poised to, to attempt that at any rate, though China like Russia, is showing signs that its military is not to be trifled with. China apparently has many more nuclear weapons, (laughs) missiles, than the U.S. or Russia. But again, we have a national security director who is claiming that a nuclear war with 50, 60 million casualties would be a win so we have a mentality among our leadership that somehow genocide is totally appropriate in order to achieve these uh, the goals of these you know billionaires intent on looting the planet why would they do this what they want apparently the goal is to cripple either china or russia and by default bring down the other because china and russia together are what are are what makes the pushback against u.s hegemony successful and without if one of those two should fall then the other would go down by itself theoretically and that's what the u.s and these imperialists are banking on. And, and again, remember, their idea of a win is not a prosperous country. Their idea of a win is wrecking the place so badly that the people of that nation are unable to defend themselves against theft of their resources by these very same individuals, as we are seeing in Libya, and we have seen, you know, in Sudan and Somalia and you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, everywhere they have gone. It is simply for purposes of destroying any structure or, or um, infrastructure or government structures that exist and so that they are able to steal everything they can get out of there. So in the meantime with all this talk of nuclear war, there is a nuclear false flag warning specifically for Seattle, Washington on November 3rd, 2019. There's uh, a German gentleman produced a video in which he compiles all kinds of uh, predictive programming that has been used over the last 20 years, specifically around an attack on Seattle on November 3rd, 2019. He lists a number of films in which this is done, um, including War Games um, with Matthew Broderick. Where did it go? I'm looking for my notes. Um, uh, or is it war games? Yeah, they speak specifically of Seattle and November third. Another film, Chaos, uh, where a nuclear attack no on November third. Um, Red Dawn, November third, 2019. Specifically, it mentions a Seattle Seahawks game and this is, um, there is a Seattle Seahawks game that day against the Tampa Buccaneers. Also there is, uh, you know, on the Simpsons, the creator of which is um, the highest level Freemason, a 33rd degree Freemason. And also, um, you know, this is on the Simpsons is where we saw, you know, 15, 20 years of predictive programming around 9-11, as well as the Donald Trump presidency. So um, this is something, you know, especially given the rhetoric by our own national security director. And, you know, we know that uh, General Wesley Clark in um, the days following 9-11 revealed that there was a Pentagon plan drafted to invade seven nations in five years. We have invaded every single one of those nations except Iran. They're the last on that list and they are viewed by Israel to be their main um, hurdle to dominating the region, thus all of the warmongering around Iran. So um, this, you know, for these nuclear, for these false flag attacks, typically what we would see in the weeks leading up to the date is that there would be um, emergency drills planned, which I haven't seen any of. Then in, you know, closer to the date, we would see ads for crisis actors showing up in Craigslist and other online postings. And then in the few days before the event is when we would typically see actual stories start being posted, which is, which was the case, for example, with the Las Vegas massacre there were stories being posted about it five days before the actual event occurred. So these are very clear um, markers of a false flag, um, none of which I've seen yet. So, um, you know, maybe we'll get lucky and nothing will happen. I sure hope so. I I sure hope nothing happens. But um, this is something that has to be taken seriously, especially because the specific year of 2019 was mentioned multiple times in these different films over the course of many, many years. So um, in Israel, the Netanyahu lost the election, though Gantz, the winner, is a war criminal himself. He is responsible for, um, you know, the slaughter of untold Numbers of Palestinians, um, particularly during the 2014 uh, genocide in Gaza, uh, they don't seem to be able to form, neither of whom seem to be able to form a coalition government. Um, the Israeli Knesset is a mess right now, but you know, like the U.S., no matter who's elected, uh, you still get the same genocidal imperialist, foreign policy so um, let's see in Syria um, the Syrian Arab army continues to make real progress in Idlib and driving out the terrorists they've been able to evacuate more families to get them home and to safety Um, the US backed militants there open fire On civilians during this evacuation despite a ceasefire this is something that has been done consistently by the u.s every time a ceasefire is negotiated that um it is violated by the u.s and its proxies and civilians are killed two of whom were already dead last report i saw it and then 20 others uh injured In um, South Korea, there was a massive explosion at one of the ports of an oil tanker. Um, There was an attack um, somewhere else. They seem to be popping up all over the place where in these countries that are pushing back on this U.S. imperialism. But, um, you know, this is... Thankfully, these countries are doing it simultaneously, and it seems to be um, having some success despite the fact that the U.S. and its allies continue to carry out terrorist attacks on these countries. Um, The the U.S. regime has lost any credibility it might have had remaining. Uh, You know, we have Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, on record, saying that as cia director they lied they cheated they stole um he said they had entire training courses on it and he and we are supposed to take his word about iran uh i don't think so the world isn't buying it and then the last piece of you know the news that i think is worth mentioning is this um psyop with greta thunberg around climate change which You know we know climate change is real we know that it is man-made but it is geoengineered it is not from co2 emissions if anybody were actually serious about cutting co2 emissions the first place they would look is the US military which emits more co2 than everyone else in on the globe so if that were in fact the problem we would shut down the USMIC right now instead of trying to pass off yet another tax on the public in order to compensate for the, um, you know, the emissions by this war machine that is a terrorist organization to begin with. If, if CO2 emissions are such a serious threat to national security, then we need to shut down the threat, and that is the US military. So um, the public has seen through the exploitation of Greta to, to um, whip the public into a frenzy and demand new taxes and that you know, new restrictions be imposed on the public in order to allow the U.S. military to continue bombing the planet. Greta has been linked directly to George Soros. She, uh, My understanding is she has a massive million-dollar book deal. I mean, this doesn't happen to children. They have to be selected for this kind of thing. Nothing she's done was spontaneous or organic. Um, there's also... Um, You know, Japan, despite being uh, a vassal state of the U.S., um, Japan has been pushing back on this warmongering against Iran, uh, stating that they don't believe the official narrative about um, the Houthi strike on the Saudi assets. However, uh, in a um, troublesome report or development, Japan has now listed China as the highest threat um, that it faces. This, again, just fuels the Western rhetoric that is developing in order to justify world war, um, which is what these plutocrats want. Oh, one other piece about Syria. Um, You know, as these... uh, Syrians are being liberated and brought, treated, fed, and brought home. Um, a media delegation of about 60 outlets from Europe, Asia, and Latin America visited these newly liberated areas of Idlib and Hamas, uh, from which hundreds of refugees were um, evacuated and returned home just weeks after the, the locations were liberated by the Syrian Arab Army. I mean, they're very efficient and very determined to get people back to their homes and rebuilding their lives. And this was the evacuation on which um, U.S.-backed terrorists there opened fire. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Russia is stepping in to assist um, Syria in maintaining the integrity of its borders as well as in Venezuela um, and is working actively to support the idea of sovereignty across the globe, which is an important one, um, you know, given U.S. behavior. These incursions will never cease unless they're stopped. And Russia and China are in an excellent position to work collaboratively on shutting it down. So um, that you know, there there are positive developments overall. The balance of power continues to shift away from the U.S. and these terrorist regimes. Um, but as the as they lose ground, they tend to. Uh, Explode with violent acts that are meant to disrupt the uniformity and um, collective efforts being levied against these terrorist interests. Uh, Adam Green uh, from No More News, as well as Jake Morphonius um, from Blackstone Intelligence are two great resources to uh, utilize in terms of following more specifically what these geopolitical forces are about. They originate from a group of billionaires who have infiltrated every nook and cranny of the US government, not only having bought Congress but the White House, the FBI, the Justice Department, the CIA, you know, everywhere you look, these interests have, in our military, Veterans Affairs, all of these interests are controlled by people who are serving this Zionist agenda laid out by the billionaire class. So, um, you know, these systems themselves Are so corrupted that they are what needs to be brought brought down it's not just the people anymore who all who deserve to be punished but you know it's the systems themselves that just do not work and this is what they're fighting for in France for example those protests are still ongoing almost an entire year now where they are demanding direct democracy which is which is where The citizens themselves propose laws and the citizens themselves vote on those laws rather than relying foolishly on elected, selected representatives who do nothing but serve the interests of the moneyed interests that fund their campaigns. So, um, you know, that's what we need as well in the U.S., this this you know, presidential, you know, selection process is like Adam Green shows on his, one of his recent videos about bread and circuses is that these professional sports and these elections are all just diversions for us to direct our energy that we would otherwise be focusing on the real criminals and problems of our world, you know, rather than, these silly theatrics, you know, that are just meant as entertainment rather than anything substantive. So, um, boycott the vote, 2020. Don't participate in a system that is corrupt. You only legitimize it. Um, You know, these people... The only way we're going to see justice is if we bring it about ourselves through citizen tribunals and um, issuing arrest warrants for these people ourselves. We have seen that the justice system simply will not. And that is not just in the U.S., but any of these courts um, in the West anyway, um, you know, they, they simply will not. They not only protect these guys; they are profiting off of these criminal operations. The U.S. is an organized crime syndicate masquerading as legitimate government. And Mike Pompeo and John Bolton and Elliot Abrams and Donald Trump himself are all perfectly embody the the criminal element of the governmental systems under which we are being. Crushed. So, um, boycott the vote. I'm just looking through my notes here. I, we're just about out of time, and I want to see. Um, oh, one more thing: the financial markets. The financial markets are in free fall. The on RT, there have been a couple of reports by Rick Sanchez. If you want to look further. There was a 75 billion dollar a night in, um, injection program, liquidity injection program, that was being sponsored by the Fed, begun uh, a couple weeks ago. That was supposed to be temporary, um, but that temporary me- extraordinary measure of 75 billion that, in five days' time, amounted to you know almost half a trillion dollars.